Coming up on today's Locked On Angels, do the Halos draft right? Are they too reliant on free agency? We're going to answer that question and plenty more in today's mailbag. Your questions on today's Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Steve Granado. Just a reminder, if you are listening to this the day this comes out, we are now three times a week until spring training. So I just want to remind everybody, we are only going to have three episodes this week and three episodes every week moving forward until we get to spring training. Um, and I also wanted to leave this up here at the top as well. We are not going to get to every question that was sent in today. Uh, we always put our tweet out at Locked on Angels asking for questions. We are going to spread these out over the next couple of weeks. Um, I am going out of town for the holidays, so I will not be around to record. I'll have all my stuff just in case something happens, um, but I will not be recording. That We will be recording all of this week's and next week's episodes this week, if that makes any sense. So if you sent in a question or sent in a voicemail um, for this episode, don't worry, we will likely get to it by next week as well, um, because again, we are going to be spreading out these episodes since I will be out of town. Um, just wanted to make sure everybody knew that. Okay, let's go ahead and hop to the questions here today. First one comes in from Brian M. over on Twitter. They say, fans, including me, get swept up in free agency and get mad when the players we build up as, quote, needs don't happen. However, it seems that the Angels are quietly trying to look to draft slash acquire young guys and develop them as a better model. See Tampa Bay, Oakland, Cleveland. Maybe a better approach. Thank you, Brian. Of course, again, we send out our tweets on Sundays saying we are looking for questions to answer on our Monday episodes. That is going to continue here as we move forward throughout the offseason until spring training. So again, Brian, thanks so much. Okay, so the the question here is is it better to draft and kind of not use free agency? I guess I don't know, maybe that's a little too harsh of a way to put it. L let me just give you my thoughts on this. Um I think it's a balancing act always. Uh I think look no further than the Dodgers. Always I always look at the Dodgers and what they have been able to do over the last couple of years. You noted teams like Tampa Bay, Oakland and Cleveland. I don't want to get too into those teams, um especially the first two. Um, but I, I like using the Dodgers model as the best way forward. The Dodgers draft not only uh, locally, but internationally extremely well. And they put such a priority on developing those players to contribute to the major league level. And one of the things that the Dodgers system likes to stress is competing at the minor league level and how that breeds championship major league calibers, right? So that is something that the, I, I really look to and I really admire as an organization on that side is making sure that the teams and the players that you are drafting and developing are playing in a winning envir environment at all times. That breeds winners at the major league level. Um, does that necessarily always translate well? I'm sure every team would like to compete at the minor league level, but maybe not put as much as a stress as, say, you noted the Tampa Bay Rays. They do that as well. Um, that's for a multitude of reasons. I won't get too into that because it's honestly a very, very deep discussion. Um, but on face level, right? Competing at the minor league level definitely leads to competing at the major league level. And that's something the Dodgers do really well. And obviously, they are also big players in free agency as well. So when looking at teams that are competitive, it is a balancing act. The Angels have not been able to balance those acts well recently. Obviously, we have the outliers that come up through the system 
system and contribute at the major league level. Every team's going to have that. Players are going to shine when maybe necessarily they weren't going to shine. Maybe Jared Walsh wasn't a guy that everyone thought was going to be as good as he is at the major league level. Perfect guy is that example as well. David Fletcher wasn't a guy that was on everybody's radar, right? So there are those guys that are definitely going to come through and contribute at the big league level, but it's always a balancing act. You, you can't rely on one or the other too much. Um, you have to be able to develop within, and you also, ha- also have to be able to play with the big boys and sign the big free agents to make your club better immediately. So that's one thing I would like the Angels to continue to work on. They have clearly worked on that, as you have noted, um, but it is, it is a balancing act. Thanks again, Brian, for your question. Um, we got two more here in this first segment. Uh, this one coming from Thor for Cy underscore 2021. That's D Van Horn 27 saying, assuming we land another decent starter is a bottom three of Sandoval Suarez Lorenzen good enough to compete for a playoff spot. Thanks so much for your question. Yeah, I think um, I think where the Angels are coming from, they think so. I think they think that it is. I think the the most interesting one there is Michael Lorenzen. If you're getting a league average arm there that is going to compete for the four spot, I think that's completely fine enough. Um, You're not going to need, you know, when you're looking at longevity of the season, right? Think about how many teams went to a three or four man rotation once the postseason started anyway. So as long as those guys get you through Sunday, you know, as long as those guys don't completely fall out and just turn in four runs over six, three runs over five, you know, that's going to be good enough. You don't necessarily, I mean, you always would want more pitching, more pitching, but you don't necessarily need top end starters throughout your rotation um, when you're looking at the longevity of a season. Obviously, there's times that you need to fill those guys in at the higher levels of the rotation um, and, you know, where your minor leagues have to step in. And I think that's where the Angels are looking at. Yes, those are good enough in their eyes and good enough for the team to compete so long as they get probably one more good arm. Um, Thanks again for your question. We have one more here in the segment. Let's get to it. This is coming from Zach. Um, Do you think that the Major, Major League Baseball will have the universal DH in the CBA. Thanks, Zach. You're always checking in. I really appreciate you being a part of the show. Of course, you can always be a part of the show at Locked on Angels or a voicemail line. It's in the episode description. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that the universal DH is going to be here. 2022 likely, uh, I would say 2021 is likely the last year that we would have two different rule sets. I think it's going to change. Um, I wanted to use this as a bit of a deeper discussion topic. I'll get into it here for about a minute or so. But the Universal DH, um, we've, we've talked about this in our lockout guides. I'll leave those linked in the episode description as well if you haven't seen our lockout guides. But don't think of the Universal DH in these negotiations as we're starting to finally start seeing some negotiations here especially once we get into january don't think of the universal dh as a trade as a bargaining chip for the owners right the owners are going to try and say that and go oh we're going to throw in the universal dh here and that's a good concession that creates jobs again we talked about in our lockout guides but don't think of it in that way because the universe the, the what's really on the the owner's side is money, right? Universal DH doesn't necessarily have anything to do with money. They're going to use that as try to be a bargaining chip, but I don't think the players are going to fall for that. Um, they're not going to be like, oh, well, okay, we will concede 10 more percent in revenue because you gave us the Universal DH. I don't think anyone really cares about it that much in a negotiating tactic. So I think it's going to be one of those things that just gets thrown and they go, yeah, whatever, fine, Universal DH. They could also always change that. Rob Manfred can change that if he wanted to because that's a rule set situation. He can just change that if he wanted to um it would you know for good faith would go through the union and all that kind of stuff but he could just change that if he really wanted to um 
but yeah, I, to, to make a long answer short, yeah, I bet it does. I, I would be shocked, honestly, if it didn't. Um, I think that the Universal DH is here. I think it's coming. And as fans of an American League team, we don't, it doesn't really matter much. It only matters when we have interleague, right? So uh, I personally would prefer to have the Universal DH, but I got to imagine it's going to be here anyway. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar is filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor and covered in chocolate. And of course, it's low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, but high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There's a ton of different flavors, and of course, those marshmallowy treats like Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, marshmallow through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. They taste so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. And of course, they got the old staples as well. Raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate. You know the flavors. They are all so good. They give you that extra fuel to bust down those mall doors and battle the holiday shoppers. I have a promo code for you, of course. Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's Built.com. Promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Thanks, Built Bar. Back here on Locked on Angels, your first listen of the day. We have a voicemail here today. Let's go ahead and jump to our voicemail line. Of course, 714-409-6396. We only have one today. Let's go ahead and take a listen. Hey, man. It's, uh, it's Rob Foreman again. Yeah, so I know uh, there's not a lot of baseball news going on right now, but uh, I think it would be pretty cool if uh, one of these episodes you kind of do a uh, like an all-time Angels like lineup, who's playing first, second, third, and, and a lineup like that, and or uh, another like who would be on the all-time Angels Mount Rushmore type of thing. But yeah, man, I, I love what you're doing. Uh, it's, it's awesome, and uh, th- thanks for uh, thanks for everything, man. Thanks, Rob, so much for calling in, man. You're always a great part of the show, and I love that you are part of the show. Appreciate it. Um, All-Time Angels lineup, that could be a great episode. Stay tuned. Maybe I'll make that an episode. Uh, Hit that like button here on YouTube if you're interested in making that a full episode. Um, But let's do an Angels Mount Rushmore. I'm going to give you one here of, I think, All-Time Angels, and then I'm going to give you my personal one. Um, Let's go uh, Mount Rushmore, uh, Trout and Vlad, uh, Rod Carew, Nolan Ryan? I guess Nolan Ryan. I mean, it's hard to not pick Nolan Ryan. That would that would be like all-time best angels. Um obviously, 4 is very hard to pick just 4, but that would be my 4. Uh my personal favorite, I'll leave Trout and Vladdy out of it because they probably would be my personal one. Um but I'll go off-beaten off-beaten path here. Benji Molina, talked about it before. He's my favorite angel all-time for whatever reason. Love that guy. Um Eric Ibar. It's, I'm so impartial to the 2000s era because that was like my formative years, right? Those are the guys I watched growing up. Um, Ibar, Benji, uh, I love Tim Salmon. And you know what? Here's a fun little quick story. I'll, I'll go Sean Figgins. I took batting lessons when I was a kid with his brother, Demetrius. There you go. There's something I never said on the, on this show before. Yeah. So we'll go Figgins. I know this is very heavy 2000s. Again, that's my era. Uh, Figgins, Ibar, 
Salmon, and Benji. That's my my personal Angels Mount Rushmore. Let me know down below in the comment section. Or of course, you can always shoot me a tweet at Locked On Angels. What is your Angels Mount Rushmore? I'll retweet the best over on Locked On Angels. There you go. I'll be retweeting those over there. I got one more question here in this segment. This is coming from Michael Torres at Mc94. What's up, Michael? Uh, what are the chances we sign both Carlos Rodon and Kenley Jansen? We did a full episode on Carlos Rodon last week. I will leave that linked down below as well. If you missed that, it's a great episode. Another Making the Case, where, of course, we look at every free agent and go all the way in. That is up available right now if you missed that episode that came out last week. Again, Carlos Rodon making the case. Um, The chances that the Angels sign both Rodon and Jansen, I'm going to go with super unlikely. Super unlikely. Um, Carlos Rodon, I would imagine, is probably high on the Angels free agent list right now, if not probably the number one. Um, I got to imagine as far as from the starter front, um, but signing Rodon and Jansen, I think the Angels are nowhere near even thinking about signing Kenley Jansen anymore. I think Kenley Jansen was likely the Angels backup because if you go, it, it would be different if Kenley Jansen was a trade target, but there's no way. There is no way Kenley Jansen is going to sign a multi-year deal with a team that does not intend to use him as a closer. There is just no way. I would never do that. So there's no way that Kenley would do that. Um, the Angels locked up Rysel Iglesias. That's their closer, man. Kenley is not going to relinquish to a setup role, especially for how good of a 2021 he had and a good postseason that he had. There is just no way that Kenley will sign a non-closer deal. So... Highly, highly unlikely the Angels signed both. Highly, highly unlikely the Angels signed Kenley Jansen. Fairly likely the Angels signed Carlos Rodon. I think that it's a pretty decent, good fit. Again, we left that, we did that whole making the case. We spent 20 plus minutes talking about Carlos Rodon. So I definitely urge you to go check that out. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Go bet on the Ducks. I'm liking the Ducks right now. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. Basketball, football, NHL, go Ducks. Boxing and UFC right to your Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Back here on Locked on Angels, your first listen of the day. Again, one more reminder, don't forget, we are not getting to all the questions that were sent in. We actually have one from a week ago. We are catching up on questions. You guys are doing great. Keep sending them in. Every time I send out the tweet again, we are recording this. We're recording the next two Monday mailbags this week, all this week, and next week's episodes are recorded this week. Again, I am going out of town. Um, okay, so... Uh, here's one that can, came in from last week. This came in from Wes. Are there any current roster injuries that could slow playing time during the spring or possibly missing early season games? Thanks, Wes. Uh, I know you're always checking in here on Lockdown Angels. Again, this came from last week, so sorry it took so long, but we were a little bombarded last week as well. Um, yeah, we've talked about it a little bit. There are two. Obviously, the big one is Chris Rodriguez. We know that he will not play in spring, and he will likely miss a good chunk of the first half of the season next year. Um, we have actually talked about that 
Oh, gosh, man. All these episodes start blurring. We did talk about this, Chris Rodriguez, and how it might feel like an addition to the roster once he comes back, because I, I, I don't know what the actual timeline is. I don't think anyone knows what the actual timeline is for Chris Rodriguez, but let's just say he comes back uh, during August, right? So it feels like a trade deadline acquisition could really bolster the rotation or even bolster the you know back end of the... Uh, the bullpen. That's the word I was looking for. Um, arm barn. <laughs> um, but yeah, Chris Rodriguez is the obvious one. Griffin Canning is one that we still do not have an update on. Uh, as per all major league teams right now, players cannot rehab with team physicians. So I don't know how likely it is that we get an update on Griffin Canning during the lockout or an update on any player during the lockout unless they are saying it themselves. Um, but everything's really muddy right now. With the lockout, um, and there aren't a ton of answers that are coming throughout these no these non negotiations. Really, um, look up MLB trade rumors or look at the Athletic or whatever. There, there's tons of lockout coverage over there. Um, we've done a little bit over here, but uh, I won't get too into it. But it, it is unlikely that we'll get much updates on Griffin Canning. I would imagine right now, um, we don't have a timeline. He could miss spring maybe some parts of the early part of the year, but we don't really know. Um, okay. Thanks again, Wes. We have one more question here, or I guess not really. This is coming from Travis. Uh, they say not a question, but a comment. I blame the commissioner for the lockout. He is the worst commissioner in baseball history. Well, okay. There you go, Travis shots fired at Rob Manfred. Hey, I'm not going to shill for Rob Manfred. Um, I think there are many issues in major league baseball right now that don't even pertain to the lockout. Um, no, I guess maybe some of them do. I think a lot of them have to do with competitive nature. Um, the competitive balance in baseball right now, I think, is completely out of whack. Um, but as far as being the worst commissioner in baseball history, uh, I don't know. Kennesaw Mountain Landis. If you don't know who Kennesaw Mountain Landis is, that might be a quick Google for you. Um, there's That was the Black Sox scandal and uh, the color line. So there's some stuff going on in the first commissioner of baseball in the 1920s. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe a nice little research history project for you. Go look up Kennesaw Mountain Landis. Uh, there there was some stuff there. There's some stuff there. Um, but yeah, there there actually haven't been a ton of uh, you know commissioners in baseball, so that's interesting. Uh, I did have a book recommendation if you did want to learn about stuff like that. Playing America's Game by Adrian Burgess Jr. Um, I'm not a super big reader by any stretch of the imagination. I haven't even read a book in 2021, so there you go. Um, but uh, yeah, this this book is super interesting and actually talks about Kennesaw Mountain Landis and the color line. Um, and if you are a fan of my other podcast, Our Game, tons of that podcast is based on this book. So if you haven't read this book or haven't listened to Our Game, I'll leave that in the episode description as well to go listen to that. Um, but yeah, Playing America's Game is a pretty cool book, man. Um, there's some really, really deep, deep history in here. Adrian Burgos Jr. is a great dude, really smart guy, um, and, and has done a ton of work historically. So you should check that out. Um, it's on Amazon and stuff. If you haven't bought that uh, or read that, you should check it out. I really enjoyed reading that. Um, it was kind of hard to find when I was you know, buying it. That was over a year ago, but hopefully it's easier to find. Um, again, I will leave my uh, other podcasts are game in the episode description. It's all about that kind of stuff and a history of baseball. If you haven't checked it out, it's an eight part docuseries. Of course, my other podcast is movies. I should have watched. It's a movie review podcast it has nothing to do with baseball. You should check it out too. It's a whole bunch of fun. It's comedy and it's lighthearted. It's that kind of stuff. Um, again, don't forget to check out our Twitter at Steve Granado. That's me. And then at locked on angels, I will be retweeting your Mount Rushmore's your angels, Mount Rushmore's. Um, again, we are going to have three episodes this week, three episodes next week, and then all the way to spring training. 
So Monday, Wednesday, Friday is when we're doing episodes now. Just wanted to continue to give you a heads up. Call our voicemail line, 714-409-6396. I want to thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis from Lee Sterling. Alright guys, that's going to do it for us in today's episode of Locked On Angels. Again, we are recording all of the next six episodes this week. So if anything newsy happens, we are unlikely to be covering it. Um, if something major happens, I will have my stuff when I'm on vacation. Don't worry. I will cover it if something major happens. That is to be seen. Alright guys, new episode on Wednesday. Three episodes a week. I'm Steve Granato. We'll talk to you next time. Until then, later. Later.